ברוך חי ברוך הגבר, אשר יפתח בשם, והויו והויו אשר, והויו אשר יפתח הוי. ברוך חי ברוך הגבר, אשר יפתח בשם, והויו והויו אשר. Hello and welcome to Praying on Purpose. Yesterday we had the privilege of initiating the commencement of a most extraordinary and glorious season. A season which begins with the reading of Pashash Golim and spans numerous months during which we are able to remember, reflect upon, and celebrate moments of geula, of redemption for the Jewish people. Of course, Pashash Golim is read before we begin to celebrate the month of Adar, during which we remember the Geula of Purim that occurred during the days of Mordechai and Esther. Of course, we then follow into the month of Nisan, celebrating the Geula of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, and then we continue to focus during the period of Sirius Omer on the unfolding redemption, which comes to its climactic conclusion at the moment of Maimon Harsinai, which we celebrate on Shavuos. So here we have clusters of Geula, which we celebrate throughout the course of many months, beginning with a most important and seminal moment, the moment that we read Parshas Shkolem. It's very interesting, it's fascinating that we begin this incredible focus on Geula with the reading of Parshas Shkolem, and I'd like to reflect upon that in a moment. But of course, our discussions over here relate to Tefillah, and I think that as we begin a season which focuses so much on Geula, and there are certain themes that become so central to this time of year, as always, it is so important that we bring these perspectives into our davening. It is so important that we take full advantage of these moments as we pass through different points throughout the year, as we go through different seasons to understand and appreciate how much they can inspire and inform and enhance our davening. So starting with the reading of Pashashkalim, we are introduced to the concept of the Machsis HaShekel. The first of the Dalit Parshios is a reminder that it was this time of year that there would be an appeal, an annual appeal, which led to a collection that each and every person would contribute to a communal fund, which would be used towards the purchase of communal sacrifices. One aspect of the mitzvah of Machsa Shekel, which is quite unusual, is the fact that the Torah insists on just that, a Machsa Shekel, one half of a Shekel, which is only a fraction of the basic unit of currency. And when you think about it, this seems quite odd not to mention impractical. Uh, can you try to imagine hundreds of thousands of Jews walking around, everyone asking the same question, excuse me, do you have change of a shekel? <laughs> it's, it's, not, it's not a very efficient way to collect money. So why does the Torah insist that everyone give a machzah shekel? And it doesn't make a difference how much you have. Rich and poor alike, everyone is giving that machzah. How do we understand this? So perhaps one way to appreciate this can be understood in light of a very interesting teaching that's found in the writings of the Meshachachma in his commentary on yesterday's Pasha Pasha Mishpatim. It is well known that there are 613 mitzvos in the Torah, what we call Tar-Yag mitzvos. What is less known, however, is that no single Jew has ever been capable of performing all of the mitzvos by himself. As the Meshachachma teaches, there are certain mitzvos that relate exclusively, let's say, to a Kohen, and of course not everybody's a Kohen. There are other obligations that apply only to a Kohen Gadol, or to a Levi, or to a Melech, some for a man, some for women, some for the Sanhedrin. So, 
in the end, there is no single individual that could possibly perform all of the Tariq Mitzvahs. No one could ever stand alone and declare, as Rashi tells us on Chumish, Tariq Mitzvahs Shamarti. It's impossible. It is impossible for any person to say, I performed Tariq Mitzvahs. But yet we know that when Klai Yisrael stood at Har Sinai, as we read yesterday in Pasha Mishpatim, everyone declared, Nasev Inishma. There was a communal declaration. We accept upon ourselves Tariq Mitzvahs. So it says, Mashachachma, how is that possible? How could Klai Yisrael say, we accept upon ourselves Tariq Mitzvahs, if there is no single Jew that is capable of doing that? So explains the Meshachachma, the way Nasev Inishma operates, is that at that moment that we make such a declaration, such a commitment, we are speaking as one complete organism. Each individual representing a different organ, if you will, a different part of a whole. And together, as one nation, we are able to fulfill Tariq Mitzvahs. And this provides us with a very different understanding of what unity means. If you take a look at the dictionary, the word unity is defined as the state or quality of being in accord, harmony. And so based on this definition, it could be said that a group of people who exist together in relative peace and harmony possess unity. And if individuals can live amongst each other and avoid hostile confrontations, then they have in fact achieved a state of unity. But if we take a closer look at the Torah's definition of unity, particularly in light of the inside of the Meshachachma, so we realize that achdus, that unity, is very different than the way it appears in Webster's Dictionary. For although it is undoubtedly essential that we get along and live in peace and harmony with one another, with that alone, we have not yet fulfilled the ultimate state of unity. Rather, it is necessary that a person understand his true role as a member of the Jewish nation. In reality, a Jew is not to view him or herself as a whole, as a complete separate entity who happens to live and exist among other individuals. Rather, a Jew's perspective should be that I am part of a greater whole. As a single individual, I am not complete. As an individual, I cannot possibly fulfill my mission and my purpose in life. With all of my talents and abilities and resources, I am only a machsis. I am only the part of a greater whole. And it is through this realization that true achtos may then emerge. A similar concept is found in the Rishonim when they explain the concept of Yatsamotzi, which essentially means that according to Halacha, even when a person has satisfied his obligation in, let's say, the recitation of Kiddush, he could still be Motzi, another person who has not yet recited Kiddush. That's the concept of Yatsamotzi. I have satisfied my obligation, but I could still be Motzi, someone else. How does that work? After all, shouldn't we say that since I have discharged my obligation... So now I am no longer qualified to be able to, let's say, recite Kiddush on behalf of somebody else. I am no longer a Bar Chiyuva. I am no longer obligated in this mitzvah. But we see that's not so. And some of the Rishonim explain the concept behind Yatsamotzi, which is based on the principle of Kol Yisrael HaRevim Zebozeh, is that if there is a Jew out there who has not yet performed his obligation, so to a certain extent there is a deficiency in my performance of the mitzvah. I can't see myself as being sort of this separate entity that exists as an island unto myself. No, that's not the way I am to see myself. I am to see myself as being a machzis, a part of a greater whole. And so therefore, if there is somebody out there who has not properly fulfilled a mitzvah, whatever the mitzvah may be, so that means by definition that there is a deficiency in my mitzvah. And so therefore, we have a fascinating idea. The Meshachachma teaches Nasev and Nishma was declared by the entire Jewish nation there was an understanding that there is no individual who could possibly perform all Tariag mitzvos, but as a collective unit, 
This is something that we can all do together. And conversely, as an individual, even if I fulfill all of my obligations, if there are others out there who are somehow deficient in theirs, that's a problem for me. It becomes my responsibility to address, and it also positions me uniquely to be able to assist and help this individual. It seems to me this is all very much connected to the whole concept of the machzis hashekel, that the Torah tells us that the way that we come together as a nation is by recognizing that no matter what we have, no matter our accomplishments and achievements, we are to see ourselves merely as a machzis. We are a part of a whole. You know, it's very interesting. We speak often about the importance of peace. In fact, the last bracha in Shemon Esrei is the bracha of Shalom. The words Sim Shalom, which we recite three times a day. So what are we saying in that bracha? On the surface, we are praying for calm and stability within the Jewish community, within the world. That is certainly a way that we understand the word peace. But another way to understand the word Shalom, the word Shalom is a derivative of the word Shalem, which means complete. When all of the parts fit and work together in absolute harmony, balancing and complementing each other, so that is shalom. And just as one missing piece is all it takes to ruin a 1,000-piece puzzle, we need every single Jew to join us in our quest for shlemos. This is the message of Machzis HaShekel. So as we begin preparing for the season of the Geula, as we celebrate Purim, and then we prepare to herald in the glorious month of Nisan, we have to remind ourselves that unity, the way we just explained it, is the prerequisite for the final Geula. The message of the Machzah Shekel, which reminds us that we are only part of a greater whole, is the foundation upon which we can go ahead and reach towards redemption, towards Geula. How does this relate to davening? How does this relate to prayer? So I think there are several obvious points, but bear mentioning. Number one, as I believe we have mentioned in the past, generally speaking, when we daven, we daven balashon rabim. We don't speak about our own personal needs only, but when we ask for whatever it is that we are asking for, we are, we are always asking in the plural form. Chaneinu mi'itcha de'abinav haskel. Salach lanu hashivenu avinu l'sarasecha. Re'eva anyenu, rifa'enu. We are never asking about ourselves only. We remind ourselves every time we daven, that we are part of a greater unit. And this is a very important and really a very humbling reminder at a moment that we naturally tend to think about ourselves and our own personal needs as we turn to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, petitioning Him for assistance and help and siyat HaDashmai in our personal lives to remind ourselves that when we stand before HaKadosh Baruch Hu, we are best served if we see ourselves as a machzis, which is a true demonstration of humility at a time that it is most important. The concept of coming together and davening as a tzibor the whole concept of Tefillah B'Tzibor. What is the idea over there? The idea is that as an individual, I can only take my prayers so far. But when I come together and I daven as part of a community, literally and figuratively, what I am really saying is I recognize my limitations as an individual. I recognize that I am only a machzis. I recognize that as an individual, I can never declare Nasev Nishma. It's only as I am part of this greater group, this greater whole. And that is really the concept of Shalom that we come together as a community in this way. You know, there's a concept of tefillah bitzibor, which means coming together. Lots of people davening together as part of a congregation, an assembly. Rav Soloveitchik pointed out that in the words of the Rambam, we see that there's a concept of tefillah's hatzibor, which is a little different than tefillah bitzibor. Tefillah bitzibor means a lot of individuals who are coming together 
and davening as part of a community. Tfilas Hatzibur means we combine our efforts and we form together a tefillah, which is our collective prayer. Tfilas Hatzibur. In fact, Rav Soloveitchik explained that that was one of the functions of Chazar Sashatz. Chazar Sashatz is not merely a repetition of the Shmon Esrei to benefit lots of single individuals, but it's a moment in which we come together and we offer one collective prayer, just like a Korban Hatzibur, just like a sacrifice that would be offered on behalf of the entire nation, tefillah operates and functions in such a way. And so therefore, as we celebrate the beginning of this incredible season, as we just read yesterday, the parsha of Machtzah Shekel, Parsha Shkolim, and we prepare ourselves to begin to celebrate the Geul of Purim, the redemption of Nisan, and concluding our celebration through the month of Sivan, as we commemorate the moment of Maimon Har Sinai, we should do this through the prism of unity. Unity as defined by Chazal as being lots of different parts coming together. The whole concept of Machsa Shekel, and I think, like I said, there are so many examples. I just mentioned a few, but there are so many instances in the way that we daven, the words that we say, the entire process of davening is one that reminds us at every moment that I am truly only a Machsis, that I am part of a greater whole. May we be Zocha as we celebrate this season to keep this in mind all time and to continue to strive for true and genuine unity. Thank you so much and have a wonderful day.